Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. You're here this morning. Uh, we're in our one service set. Kind of always fun to get to see people that you don't normally get to see. And here's what I know some of y'all don't even realize all this goes on. But one of the things I'm always thankful for is we get to relax a little bit and slow down just a little bit and enjoy one another's company. Amen. And so today we're going to continue to do that. Pastor Woody's coming to finish up this series called Family Matters. Would you give Pastor Woody a hand as he comes to bring the word this morning? Well, don't you guys just look like a room full of people that followed their diet for Thanksgiving? Look exactly like those people. You said no to pie. You had a small helping of the dressing. You had a small amount of mashed potatoes and a little bit of corn. That's what you guys look like this morning. And uh, we're lying and we hadn't even started church yet. But it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving and that you enjoyed some time with your family. And uh, so we've been talking over the last few weeks about family matters. And um, we started, if, if, if you weren't here, we started by saying that we have to define what family is. That we can't even go forward if we don't know what family is. And we defined family, we adopted what our denomination uh, defines family as, and that's people that do life together. Think about that. So many non-traditional homes nowadays um, people with foster kids, people with stepkids, all kinds of different types of families, and it's people that do life together. That's the easiest, most simple definition. And then remember we talked about that there's two types of families. Now there's your physical family, and you're born into that family, and you don't get to choose. You just wake up one day, and there you are. There's your mom, there's your dad, and there's your siblings. You didn't choose that. But that's the family that you get to be a part of in the physical. But then we're thankful also that God created a spiritual family for us. And God created and set up people to be in our lives to be our spiritual family. And it goes both ways. Sometimes our physical family is not there, but our spiritual family is. Amen? But other times our spiritual family is not there, but our physical family is there. And uh, so around uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we, we took time to talk about family matters. It's a time where we all get to be in the same room with our families. And sometimes it's a little awkward. Do you guys have those family awkward moments sometimes? Sometimes it's just crazy. Sometimes there's a bunch of laughter and a bunch of joy. And other times the air just gets sucked out of the room sometimes. But family matters. Amen. And then Pastor Steve talked to us about Beit Av. And that's, that's a horrible way to say that. He could say it better. But what it means is the father's house. And that back in the biblical times that the father and mother had a house. And as they had kids, they just built on rooms and they expanded their whole house, and they lived together as a family. They had grandmas and grandpas and all of their children living under the same house, and they even had orphans and widows all living underneath the same house. It was an incredible definition of what God wanted for families. Now we kind of just hit the road, Jack, and uh, sometimes we don't come back no more. And um, you, some of y'all caught that. It's all right. You got to give me a few. Yeah, the old folks caught it. Um, Tari said that I quoted him. Um, so, but last week we talked about that 
we all have family matters, that there's no perfect families. There's nobody that stands up and say, says, hey, I've done everything right and my family is perfect. There's nobody that can say that. We all have family matters, and we've got to learn how to handle those family matters. And if we don't learn how to handle those family matters, we can't even pay attention to the fact that family really does matter. So because family matters, we've got to deal with the family matters. And then this morning, I want to talk to you about family pride. So read with me in Galatians chapter 6, verses 2 through 5. And I read this to you last week, and I'm going to read it to you again. I'm going to point out a little bit different part of it. And it says this, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That's how you handle family matters. You carry each other's burdens. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Don't we take pride in a lot of things? Come on, around Thanksgiving, anybody in the room take pride in their pumpkin pie? No, but okay, right there. A few, a few people, all right. Anybody take pride? I'll tell you what I take pride in. I take pride in the fact that I can fry a turkey better than everybody. Now, it doesn't matter that it has two sticks of butter in it, but I can fry a turkey that will taste so good, and even the white meat is moist. Somebody say hallelujah. But I pride myself in that. What do you pride yourself in? We pride ourselves in our jobs. We pride ourselves in the homes that we buy and that we live in. Some of us pride ourselves in the cars that we drive. What do you pride yourself in? Some of us pride ourselves in the fact that we still have hair on our head. Some of y'all pride yourselves, if, if, if Mike Allen, he's not here, but he prided himself in the fact that he can grow a beard. Okay? That is not me. I shave once a week on Sunday morning. That's it. <laughs> and if I didn't tell you that I hadn't shaved, you wouldn't notice. But what do you pride yourselves in? Sometimes we pride ourselves and we take pride in things that really don't matter. And the things that really do matter, such as family, we don't take any pride in them. We take pride in our jobs, don't we? We go above and beyond to do everything that needs to be done so that we can be a good employee because we're proud of our work and we're proud of what we do. But what about your family? Do you take pride in your family? Do you have pride in who your family is? Do you take pride in what your family does? See, if we're not careful, what we'll do is we'll think that family pride is just about success. We'll try to raise up children in our homes, and as long as they're successful, we'll beat our chest and say, look how good I did. But what happens if your kids don't turn out successful? Maybe you yourself are successful, so you pride yourself in that. What if you don't turn out to be successful? What if you turn out to just live in a, in a two-bedroom, one-bath home your whole life? Can you still take pride? Yes, you can. But if you said that it's only about success, that family pride is only about success, then you'll find yourself not taking pride when you should take pride. See, family pride is not just about status. Come on. I have, I have two kids, and I walk into the grocery store, and I want my kids to obey me because I want everybody else to think I'm a good dad. Come on. I, I walk into the movie theater, and if I'm not careful, I'll hold my wife's hand because I want everybody around me to know that we're still in love. 
Why don't I just hold my wife because hold my wife's hand because I love her? It's status sometimes. We just take pride in our status. Oh, oh, my kids are better than your kids, or my marriage is better than your marriage. Come on. We got to have some family pride. See, to me, family pride is this. It's loving your family. Loving your family. And see, this is what it is. It's not just love as an emotion. See, all of us, can you watch those videos on whatever social media you watch? Do you watch those videos about family and you just get all teary-eyed because you really just love your family? Is that an emotion or does it turn out and pan out to be an action? Does your love for your family, is it just something that you feel or is it something that you act out on a daily basis? We have to have family pride by loving our family and not just an emotion but as an action. See, I'll tell you, the 21st century distorts family pride. The 21st century tells you to take pride in all of these different things, and that's not what the Bible talks about taking pride in. That's not what Jesus wants you to take pride in. Jesus wants you to take pride in the fact that, hey, I have raised my kids to love Jesus. Hey, I have loved Jesus. Hey, I have done this, and it's without comparing ourselves to each other. See, what the 21st century does is makes us take pride in accolades. Come on, what's an accolade? An accolade is something that you give me. So as long as you tell me I'm a good husband, then I feel like I have family pride. As long as you tell me and clap your hands when you see that I do something for my families, and I take that accolade and I say, oh yeah, I've got family pride. That's what the 21st century, if nobody's applauding you, then you question, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I the husband that I'm supposed to be? Am I the wife I'm supposed to be? Am I raising my kids? Am I the child that I'm supposed to be? And you'll take only what other people tell you as the truth rather than knowing that I have done what I've been called to do. Now, we make mistakes, amen? We make mistakes, but we always get up and we keep moving forward. So this morning, I want to talk to you about how to have family pride. And the first thing is this. You have to have family first. See, and we talk about this a lot, but family first. See, what we have to do is we have to, not just in our words, but in our deeds, move family back up on the priority list. Do you know that there's only one thing that should be more important than your family, and that's God? It's not your ministry, it's not your job, it's not your success, it's not money, it's not anything else except for God. God comes first, then your family. And my question is, do we have that priority right? It's tough sometimes to keep that priority right because we have so many people pulling on us, so many things pulling on us. I don't know about y'all, but we have to go to work. If we don't work, we don't make money. If we don't make money, we can't live. So we have to go to work. I'm not telling you to quit your job. I'm telling you that you got to go to work. But that's something that's pulling on you. And you've got to say, you know what? My family is equally as important as my job. See, what we end up doing is that so many things pull us in so many different directions that what we do is we give our family leftovers. Now, I don't know about y'all on Thanksgiving, but I want to cook enough food that there's leftovers. If I don't take home some pie, if I don't take home some turkey, if I don't take home some ham, why did we cook this big meal to just enjoy it one time? But don't you know that the second time it's not as good as the first time? That turkey's the best right when you take it out of the oven. 
while it's still warm, when you wrap it up in tinfoil, when you pull it out of the fryer and you let it sit for a few minutes so you don't burn the mess out of your hands, and you cut it up and you sit it there, that turkey is best then. And the leftovers, they're good, but they're not great. Do you understand? And if we're not careful, what we do is we give everybody our best, and then we give our family what's left over. And although it may be good, it's not great. We've spent all of this time and energy and effort, and we get home, and what are we? We're tired. And we give our family the leftovers. We give them the leftover time. We give them the leftover energy. We give them the leftover love. And, and I'm telling you, that doesn't make a great family. It makes a mediocre family at best. And we've got to start saying, you know what? My family is first, and even though I've had a long day, I'm going to pray. I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I'm going to call my accountability partner. I'm going to have them pray for me. I'm going to encourage myself in the word. I'm going to listen to whatever song gets me ramped up. And then I'm going to walk in the house. I'm going to give my family the best me I can give them. Not the me that just wants to sit on the couch and veg out and watch a movie. Not just somebody that wants to sit down and watch the next Netflix episode that I can get addicted to. But to give my absolute best to my family. See, if we're not careful, we'll give them our leftover thoughts. Our minds are crazy. The amount of thoughts that we have every single day, every single second, if we're not careful, we'll think about all of these other things and give our family the leftover thoughts. What we have to do is make our family first. Give family the first priority in our thought life, that we're thinking about our family. And then in the verse that I read to you in Galatians chapter 6, it says that we should test our own actions. And we've already talked about this just a smidge earlier, but we have to think and look back at my actions against my actions. Am I giving my family the leftovers? Not am I giving my family more time than Tari's given his family. Do you see the difference? It's so easy to slip into the thought of, hey, I'm doing better than so-and-so, or I'm going to compare myself to so-and-so. Or what we'll do is we'll find a family that we think has got it all together, and we compare ourselves to that family. And if we don't match up to that family, we'll think that we're not doing a good job. Well, guess what? You're not that family. You're your own family. And it says that we can test our own actions. Then, after we test our own actions, then we can take pride in ourselves alone without comparing to somebody else. That's what we've got to do with family pride. Is family first, compare it to yourself. Don't compare it to another family. Don't compare it. Your job may be different. Your life may be different. Your life stage may be different. Don't compare it to somebody else. Test your own actions. Is my family first? I can't answer that question for you. You have to answer the question. Is my family first? See, we have to treasure the time with family we do get. Can I tell you that I'm only 33 years old, but I've lost my father, my stepfather, and all of my grandparents. And I stand before you today at 33 saying, don't take the time you have with your family for granted. Remember the first week I said, don't wait to make family matter until you're sitting at somebody's funeral. Because by then it's too late. By then, it's too late. You have to take time while you still have time. I had, a great, I had a great man of God that gave me this right here. Okay, and you think, what in the world is this? 
This is one marble for every week that Luke's going to be with me until the day he graduates. This is how many I've already taken out. He's only three and a half. This is how many I have left until he graduates. And every week we take one marble out of here and we stick it in this jar. And can I tell you that this jar used to not hold all the marbles. We had to have two jars. But then we got it down and now there's only one jar. And this I'm pointing out to you to tell you. I looked at it this morning. There's 699 marbles in here. 699 weeks that I have left with Luke until he graduates high school and begins thinking about college and what he's going to do the rest of his life and starting his own family. We've got to learn that time, time is the most precious commodity. It's not money. It's not fame. It's not cars. It's not houses. It's time. And this is a reminder that we do in our household to know this is the amount of time that's left. And it's not a lot. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that Luke is in my life, but can I tell you that we don't know that? We've got to live our lives like tomorrow, like today is the last day we get. Because you're gonna, you possibly could wake up one day and somebody is no longer going to be here. I can attest to that because it happened in my family time and time and time again. People that I thought were healthy passed away. Time is the most valuable commodity that we have. It's the thing that we should take, take, take hold of and not let go is time. I only get so much time here on earth. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says our life is but a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Think about that. It's a mist. If I had a water bottle, I'd spray it. You see it, and then you don't see it. That's what God says our life is like. Yet we live like we're going to live until we're 102 years old. Family first. We have to take an account, is my family first? We have to learn to live like we're not promised tomorrow. Live today while today is still today. The Bible says don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worries about, them, about itself. Just take care of today. Enjoy today. Enjoy the time that you have today. Spend time with your family while you can still spend time with your family today. Because tomorrow may not ever come. See, and Andrew and I, several months ago, we were talking about spending time as a family. And I talked to you about that basically one in every 10 days we sit down and have an actual meal with our families. Used to be every day, every day, at least once a day, but now we're down to once every 10 days that we actually have a meal. Why? Because our lives are busy. Because we've got things to take care of. So we only spend time together. And Andrew talked to, we were talking about that, and I was talking about that I was trying to make a change in my family that I wanted us to sit down and have a meal together, that I wanted us to eat together. And he said, hey, you know what I always thought was crazy? He said, when I was growing up, my family used to have guests come over. And when guests come over, we'd clean the whole house top to bottom. My mama would get in the cabinet and have to stand on a stool to get out the plates we were going to use. And then my mama would actually set the table with a plate 
and a fork and a knife and a spoon if you needed it with a glass with a napkin that's folded in half diagonally or rectangular, whichever you like. And to set the table, he said, you know, but I thought it was crazy that my family never did that for me. Let it sink in. I want you to be a good host. When you got people coming over, you should clean the toilet. You should take out the trash. Vacuum the floor. Use it as motivation to do the things you should have been doing all week long. Roll out the red carpet for them. But can I tell you, there's not one single person in this room, there's not one famous person that would walk into my house that's more important than my family. Yeah, when it's time for us to eat dinner, I throw out the plastic plates, right? Because we can just throw them away. (laughs) And that's fine. That's fine. But every now and then, when somebody's coming over to our house, we prepare our house. I want you to start preparing your house for your family. Schedule a date with your family. Schedule it on the calendar where somebody says, hey, are you free Thursday night? No, I'm not. I've got, a, I've got a previous engagement. What's that previous engagement? Oh, well, I'm cooking steaks for my family. Not inviting anybody over, just my family. And I marinated those steaks all night long. It's going to be the best steak they've ever had in their life. And ain't nobody coming to visit, just my family. And too many times, if we're not careful, that's exactly how we live our life. That we think all these other people are important, and we take for granted what's right in front of us. Shakespeare said it like this, familiarity brings contempt. What does that mean? That means something that I see on a regular basis, I don't think about it very often because it's familiar. What we have to do is we have to say, you know what? Even though this is familiar, this is the most important thing in my life. Aside from God, the most important person in my life is my family. And we've got to do that. We've got to take time to do that. Set a date for it. And then the second thing, after we put family first, the second thing that we can do to have family pride is have some family traditions. Do you remember your family traditions? Do you remember the traditions that you used to have? The things that you used to do? I remember that on Christmas Eve, we always got to pick out one present. We got to open it. You talk about a kid in a candy store. I'm telling you, I got excited about that tradition. Now, we still carry out that same tradition. It's just a little bit different. They don't get to pick the gift. We give them the gift, right? But we used to pick the gift. What's some family traditions that you used to have? When you were a kid growing up, what was the thing that you looked forward to? Did you look forward to Saturday morning at the donut shop? Come on, I lived in a small town. There really weren't that many places to eat breakfast. There was Brahms. There was a little cafe shop and the donut shop. Brahms and the cafe shop were too expensive, but the donuts, they were like 39 cents a piece. Now they are not 39 cents a piece. I mean, these donuts are laced with liquid gold, I'm telling you. (laughs) But we used to be able to go feed the whole family for less than a couple of dollars. And we used to go out, and I used to love it. It wasn't every Saturday morning, but sometimes we'd wake up and... My mom, my my stepdad would say, hey, do you want to go to the donut shop? It was a tradition. What tradition did you have at Thanksgiving? 
What tradition did you have at Christmas? I told you about the tradition that we did that every morning we'd get together and we'd gather and we'd pray and we'd read the word of God. We'd read one verse and we did that every day. What traditions do you remember? Do they put a smile on your face? Do they make your heart feel all warm on the inside? That's what traditions do when I think about them. My question is, what traditions do we have now outside of just Thanksgiving and Christmas? What traditions do we have? I want you to have traditions for Thanksgiving. I want you to have traditions for Christmas. I want you to have those things. But what other traditions do you have? See, I remember that... uh, I grew up a little bit poor, and so we didn't have a lot of money, but I remember occasionally at nights, we'd go to Taco Mayo, and we'd all eat us some tacos. Taco Mayo, they used to have this dozen taco special, and I think some of the others still have it. Taco Mayo is almost a thing of the past now, but it used to be really, really good, and in Kingfisher, when it moved into town, we got excited about it, and my parents loved Taco Mayo, and I loved Taco Mayo. We used to go out and eat Taco Mayo. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't something incredible, but it was a tradition that we had, something that we used to do on occasion. And now when I look back, I think about all of those things. Listen, God has healed all of the hurts and the the past and all of the pain. And now when I'm looking back, I'm just looking at the family traditions and I'm saying, dude, I remember that. I remember that we used to go on vacation every year in the summer, and we were poor, so we didn't go very far, but we went to my uncle's house in Tennessee. Why? Because it was free to stay there. (laughs) They were smart. They cooked for us. He was a doctor. They were very wealthy, so they cooked for us, and he had a pool at his house, and he lived on a lake, and we could go fishing, and we could do all of this. The only thing it cost us was gas on the way there in our little blue minivans. It was a tradition. And now I look back on that with such great admiration of saying, man, I loved that. I loved that time with my family. And seeing if we're not careful in this 21st century busyness, we don't have very many traditions. The traditions are few and far between. I saw saw a post on Facebook and it said, hey guys, uh, it's Thanksgiving, I'm having some uh, friends and family over, we're going to all get in the same room and stare at our phones, if you want to join, come join us. But isn't it true? Sometimes we get in the same room, we're, we're in the same room with somebody, but we're not in the same room with them. I've got to connect with everybody else. If you didn't post it on, there's a, there's a quote, if you didn't post it on social media, did it really happen? Come on, if I, didn't, if I didn't hold it up and take a selfie, and you'd, you, you'd never know that I went to the Hoover Dam. Why do you need to know that I went to the Hoover Dam? I was at the Hoover Dam with my family, and I was soaking up some time, some precious time with my family. You don't need to know that. The predators trying to break in my house, they for sure don't need to know that. I'm just saying, some of y'all... I know exactly where you're at. If I wanted to go steal everything in your house, I could do it because you at the Thunder game. <laughs> right? But we live in a society that only cares about what can I post and how many likes can I get? How many people will like this? How about you just enjoy the time for what the time is? 
How about you put down the phone so that you can actually enjoy the moment rather than trying to make for sure that you can relive the moment? Why don't you actually live the moment? Then you can relive it vividly in your imagination that's way better than the phone. Because you can take out all the bad parts in your imagination. It's true. We've got to have some family traditions. We have to have fun family traditions. I want you to have the things where you're talking and I, and, and I, and I saw uh, the new game where you put something in your mouth. I don't even know what you do, but it's pretty crazy. It's, it's, what game is it? Somebody tell me. Watch your mouth. And what's the point of it? You're trying to like sing or talk or just say a phrase. Yeah. And you got this thing in your mouth. I, I mean, I want you to do that so that your family can laugh their head off at you. And I want you to have some fun. I want you to have things that you do that are fun. But I also want you to have some family traditions that are on the spiritual side. And listen, just coming to church, it's not enough. It's not going to be enough. All the things screaming at our families, telling us what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to live. Coming to church once a week is not going to change that. You have to set up some spiritual traditions. Miss Kim, I'm going to have you come play. See, your family will always remember your family traditions. They'll always remember it. And what we have to do is get to the place where love's not just an emotion, but it turns into the action that we talked about. Don't just say that you love your family. Prove to yourself that you love your family. Spend some time with them. Turn the TV off. Put the phone down. Cancel what plans that you have and make family a priority. Put family back up on the priority list. Make your family first. Create some family traditions. They're fun for you and they're fun for your family. They're things that you will remember forever and ever. One day you're going to be an old person sitting around and saying, remember when we used to do this? Remember when we used to do that? And it's the traditions in your family. That you remember. So we have to get back to where we have family pride. Not pride in the negative sense. Think about this. It's not pride in the negative sense. It's not me standing up and saying, I'm better than you. That's pride. That's arrogance. That's a sin. That's one of the sins that God says he hates. Not that type of pride. But the pride that Galatians chapter 6 talks about. Without comparing ourselves to anybody else, testing our own actions, I can take pride in my family. That my family is first. That my family has some traditions. Both fun and spiritual traditions. It's family. Because family matters. Lord Jesus, this morning... Ask God that you'd help us. Help us in this avenue, Lord Jesus. Help us to have some family pride, God. Not just take family pride from the accolades we get from other people. From other people pointing their finger and saying, you're so good. But that, God, we would get our family pride from you. You saying, You're a good dad. You've made family matter in your life. You've made your family first. First above your job, 
first above money, first above your tiredness, first above our laziness sometimes. God, help us put family first. God, let us create some family traditions. Let those family traditions put a smile on our face. But God, let them also spiritually be the foundation of who we are and what we do. God, that when we're long gone from this earth, our traditions, if we put our family first and we had some family traditions, God, they're going to live on. God, I pray that you'd help us. God, help us to make whatever sacrifice necessary. Whatever sacrifices we need to make, because our family matters. It's more important than everything else in our life, except for you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? I really feel that this morning. If you can let me take the liberty of just feeling from the Holy Spirit. There's people in this room, and if you don't make sacrifices, your family will never be first. Will you accept that? If that's you, you've got to make whatever sacrifice is necessary. Whatever you've got to do to sacrifice, to make for sure that your family is first in your life. Above everyone else in your life, above your jobs, above everything else. Let's make those sacrifices so that family can be first. Amen? Because family matters. Amen? Here's Pastor Steve. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.